Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. That's right, it is Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino App Company from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino. Big TVs, comfy chairs, all kinds of action to bet on, and and it's a big day to bet. It, it, we got playoff football action. Sadly, Elliot Shore Parks, the Eagles will not be a part of that playoff football action. Yes. Yeah, you, la- la- I'm, you know, I'm doing okay. Uh, enjoy, <laughs> enjoyed the snowstorm, Every, I guess. Everything's fine. Yeah, yeah everything's fine. fine yeah. Uh, last time we were here, we were debating whether the Eagles would cover minus three. Well, at least I was. You were I was not. I felt confident. pretty confident they would not. Yeah, and you, uh, you ended up being right about that. Yes. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess as I sit here, it just, you know, I think about how quickly things change. This time last week, I had hoped they were going to win that game. They came out. They, uh, you know, I rewatched it this week. I have some thoughts after rewatching it, but... You know, not not super competitive. Came out, looked poor, and look, we're we're sitting here right now, uh, waiting, waiting to see what's going to happen waiting. to Nick Sirianni because he could go, and it's just so crazy. I think we got to this point. Think about the fact that one year ago today, I think they would have yesterday. One year ago yesterday, they would have just been drubbing the Giants yeah. thirty-eight to seven. Think about that. Think about that. One year ago, they hadn't even played in the Super Bowl yet a year ago, and we're sitting here on a Saturday less than a year later talking about the guy who coached them to the Super Bowl potentially being fired. It is a, a wild at, at the turn very, of events. At the very least, having to prove he deserves the job. Yeah, all right, so let's get into it all. Like Obviously, as of right now, the way the situation stands, of course, none of us are in the building, but from reporting, we understand that Jeffrey and Nick Met yesterday, finally, after yeah, Friday, a yep. bit of a delay at the end of the season, which we'll get into. But, um, you know, nothing has leaked from that meeting. We still don't know if it, if it went well, if it went poorly. I would think that the longer we don't get news that he's fired is probably good news for Nick, I would think. Mm-hmm. But where are you at right now with it? And we'll get into to what needs happen on that. But just with the situation right now yeah, where so, we sit, where are you at with it? So my read on the situation is, first... You know, with how the season ended, the the one and five ending to the season, obviously the way the playoff game played out, I think if Nick was, or sorry, if Jeffrey was so like disgusted with how things went at the end and really felt Nick had lost the team and all that, he would be gone already. Like so, while I th- I think the fact that Nick is has moved to the point it seems where the the key is going to be coordinators, 
tells me that Jeffrey still feels like he has the air of the locker room, tells me that Jeffrey, while I'm sure is obviously disappointed with how the season ended, didn't look at it and go, this is a guy that absolutely has to go. Um, I do think it's smart of Jeffrey to take his time with this decision because it's obviously a major one. But the tea leaf reading on this seems to be that if Nick can get a staff together that Jeffrey feels good about, then he'll be back. And all reporting is that Nick is calling around the league trying to, you know, see who's interested. Uh, Howie Roseman's involved in those calls. Josina Anderson uh, reported that when Howie's making those calls, like Nick's involved in that. Um, that could obviously not mean a ton. I mean, when the Eagles were hiring Nick himself, they were saying that Carson was going to be the quarterback, right? So I think at this point you, you say Nick's going to be the guy. But, you know, we'll be on till 3 today. Uh, I'll spend the rest of the day waiting, checking my phone. But ben Kenny is on. Ben Kenny on is in the breaking the, news. Yes, the breaking, the breaking news, news booth, booth, ready for the, with anything that happens. Yeah, so I think right now it's a waiting game. But I do believe the fact that Nick is calling from outside the organization, the fact that he's survived this long already, I think he's going to stay. That that would be my guess on the situation as of now. That's my read, too, if I had to bet. And, look, I, I acknowledge, and I, I think everyone agrees, I, I do think it could go either way. Look, with Doug, you know, they gave him a press conference after the season. Yeah. We all were like, well, that's, he's not going anywhere. And it and was eight, eight days, days I looked later. It up. Yeah, it was the 11th. Eight days later, third, he's yeah. gone. So so I, don't, I do think anything can happen, but if you're asking me what I expect to happen, I think Nick will be back. Uh, my bigger issue, look, I think you make a, an interesting point saying that it's good that Jeffrey's taking his time to really think about this, and I don't disagree with that holistically. I just don't like the optics of how Jeffrey is dealing with it. All like, right. I did not need Jeffrey Lurie buying a freaking yacht the day after the season. Like, what a bad look for an owner who's been an owner here way too long in this specific city. Like, you know, man, you know how this city is. I, I just, I, it's shocking to me. That part of it alone and, and uh, uh, that Jeffrey Lurie was, you know, clearly allowed it to get out and, and did it, that he was buying a yacht in this time where you would think that he is, supposedly making a massive decision yeah. or thinking about a massive decision for the franchise. And, yeah, you can think in St. Martin's, too, but it's such a bad look from someone who, who you would think would know better. So so that I, I don't know. Well, so let me, let me, chi let me sure, chime in sure. on this. So I, I do think this is a good example of how, how much winning covers things up and how much losing uh, makes people see things differently. Like, we both agree that even after this, you know, call it St. Martin's Gate or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> like Jeffrey's the best owner in the city. Like, yeah, and he's sure. probably the best owner of my lifetime, not to get back into that debate. But yeah, Ed, my, Ed Snyder. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So I do think you can look at this and go, he deserves a benefit of the doubt. We know he cares. He is at the Novacare all the time. In fact, we all think he cares so much that sometimes we wonder if he's too involved. Mm -hmm. And this is a big moment in the franchise. So if Jeffrey was in St. Martin's, right? And like, well, he is. He, yeah, yeah, or yeah, was. Yeah, was, yes, right. Yes. You know, I agree with you. The optics of it are not great. I it agree just with seems, you. I just don't. I, it just seems like you should know better. Like, you know, I'm surprised. Yeah. I, honestly, it surprised I mean, Maybe me it's good anything. to get away from it, you know. <laughs> I, that could, there, I mean, that really honestly could be true. Like, maybe he felt he needed yeah, to step right. aside. You know what? I could use some St. Martins. Because yeah, to, the, yacht too. Because to nice. this point, right? Like, I think if people, and I don't want people to ever truly remove emotion because that's what makes us so great. Like, feeling the things we feel about the team, like, all that. But I do think if you remove emotion from the situation, maybe that's what Jeffrey was trying to do. Like, I would keep Nick. Like, I'm still very firmly in that camp. We've we've recorded a few pods at the end of the season. I know your opinion on is maybe swayed a little. You were always yeah, kind of fifty more on the fence. Yeah. yeah, but but I was I was always strongly in the keep Nick side, and I still feel like that is really the right decision to make here. So when I look at the all the dynamics of pl at play, 
of whether or not they should keep Nick. I think if you're a fan that wants them to have a chance to win the Super Bowl next year, their best bet is Nick Sirianni as the head coach. He just is. Like, hiring a new head coach next year, they are not going to win the Super Bowl. The chances of them winning a Super Bowl at the first-time head coach are extremely slim. I think it's only been done maybe once in the history of the NFL, maybe twice. Like, first-time head coaches don't win. And that is pretty much all Jeffrey hires. If you look at his recent hires, you know, last four or five, they're all first-time head coaches. So I look at the roster, and they need work. And I do agree with you more than I used to that I think a fresh set of eyes on the offense would help. But I think their best chance of winning next year is Nick Sirianni as the head coach, Brian Johnson as the offensive coordinator, and Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. Doesn't mean you can't make changes on how they do things. Doesn't mean there can't be a Frank a role for a Frank Reich in there. But we saw this year how hard it is to win when you have a ton of changes. And what wins in sports for the most part It's continuity. It's guys that have lots of reps together, guys that have been through a lot. And for better or worse, this trio was through a lot this year, 10-1 and to 1-6 and in a playoff (laughs) loss. So if you want to look at the problems on this team, like they they are not broken, in my opinion. It fell apart. They were in a rut. But they can win next year with Nick, Brian Johnson, and Jalen if everybody's better at their job. I still am firmly in the camp of keep these three, give them a chance next year, and that's their best chance of winning. Look, I have I said all season, and we battled, and you came around to Miami. But I said all season that the defense was the biggest problem with this team. I well, that's a whole it, different. Yeah. Well, I know it is, but no, it I'm feels go- like a whole different team. But my yeah. point is, is like I I do think that the biggest changes need to happen on defense. For you sure. know, I, we talk a lot about the offense and the you know Jalen. This I do think obviously we'll get to that. There are changes needed there, but but first and foremost, the first priority has to be a new defensive coordinator and a new freaking roster on defense. Yeah. Like that is. First, I mean, how many people on the side on the defensive side of the ball would you even keep? Like coaches and players, like Jalen Carter, zero coaches, like all the coaches can go. Blast the whole wing of the the Novakir out. Reed Blankenship, I think, could come and compete. Sure, like they're a guy, you know, like look, Jalen Carter's not going anywhere. I think Keely Ringo showed enough where it's like, sure, like that guy's got some some upside. Going, no one's it's a first round pick. He'll be back. Jordan Davis is going to be here, whatever people think of him. And I think some of those defensive linemen will be back. You know, I think Hassan Reddick will be on this team i know that there's contract stuff and all that but i mean look you got two aging quarterbacks i know darius say was good this year but we just saw a 30 plus year old cornerback and fall off a cliff like that with james bradbury he can't be back so essentially you might need two new cornerbacks if nothing else you definitely need one starting cornerback maddox you know is is nice but like the guy never stays on yeah. the field you need a whole new set of linebackers you need a whole new safety tandem you know read blankenship yeah, provided. Reed, Reed can be and your And then you need more depth on the job, defensive yeah. line. So, like, that is such a massive thing. So, so that's a number one for me. Like, I think that we are, uh, with with how much we're putting on Jalen in the offense, I think we're almost sleeping on how I important agree with it is that. to 100%. rebuild the yep, defense 100%. And, and get a new philosophy. And and I'm sorry, Nick, you don't get to choose the defensive philosophy anymore. Sorry. Yeah. We're not going with Nick's idea. Go and get Wink Martindale. Go and get whoever. Example, like Wink Martindale being an example of go get someone so, who has a proven defensive system that works in the NFL and that they are freaking great at calling so I would be interested in like a Ron Rivera. Sure, there was a report. Absolutely, yeah. like Absolutely. somebody. I want somebody that can go to that side of the ball because, to your point, it needs completely rebuilt from the ground up. Like everything they do over there needs to be changed on the defensive side of the ball. And I think Ron Rivera or someone like that, a Wink Martindale, 
could come in and be the the true like head coach, head of, the coach of the defense the and let Nick contrail the 100%. offense because for whatever we think of Nick as an offensive mind and I'm higher on him than most people in this city the offense also needs a ton of attention I think Big one time. thing you saw this year with the coordinator changes on defense but also just having two new coordinators I do think Nick's time was pulled more than it was the first year like we we debate who they miss more Gannon or Steichen but bottom line Steichen they missed them both Steichen, they missed them both but also Steichen at the very least had been a coordinator had a ton of experience Brian yeah. Johnson did not have that um, and then Gannon as well, you know, was a first-time coordinator, but he had a full year under his belt the year he they went to the Super Bowl. also been a secondary coach for a while yeah. and all that type of stuff. So I do think next year they need to get guys on the defensive side of the ball and really somewhat on the offensive side too so that Nick is not getting pulled in 800,000 well, directions. So that's where I was going next. Uh, look, I feel bad for Brian Johnson because I do think that it's kind of a, a bad spot in the sense that he's a first-time play caller. Yeah. Like the guy had never called plays in the NFL before. Like you, ex- like, you can't expect someone to just walk in and be great at something like that. Like, it does take uh, uh, reps and experience and all that. But you know what? There were really high expectations with this team. So I don't know about Brian Johnson, the play caller. Clearly, I think the rest of the league views him higher than we do in this city. I think that's inarguable. But I, whether it's whoever the op- – like, they need someone else there offensively. Like, they showed this year, and you know my belief, I think Shane Sagan, the biggest loss of the offseason, I think he was the true offensive brains behind everything. They need a new Shane Steichen. Like, they need someone who can come in and help design, help give some creativity, help. Because Nick had a chance. He knew the entire league was going to look at what they did last year and say, all right, how do we stop this? And he didn't adjust. Yeah, and, and, and Brian. Yep. And that's going to be the biggest thing that he has to prove to, to Jeffrey now and, and ultimately implement. Because if Nick does not adjust and if this offense does not change and if Jalen does not get back to what he was or closer to what he was, Nick will absolutely be gone next year. Absolutely, if he's not gone now. So to your point about Brian Johnson, they finished seventh in the league in points. And why I bring that up is just to say, like, I think that the, that why is – that is a disappointing outcome. Like they probably, well, especially because the last seven weeks were particularly yes, 100%. bad. Like if you just do the stats, the last yeah. seven weeks it would not be. I good. just when I look at the problems on offense, I think there there are a few that start before Brian Johnson. Like Jalen wasn't that good this year, or at least at the end was not very special to try help them pull this out, uh, pull them out of the rut. They definitely had turnover problems. They had substitution issues that falls on Brian, but it mostly falls on Nick and certainly the players. But rewatching that Tampa game, I come back to what I we had started talking about a few weeks ago and got away from it. The offensive line was a disappointment this year. That doesn't mean individually some guys didn't have good seasons. There were certainly times where they played well. But the reason I picked them to win that game in Tampa was because I said they have the better offensive line, the better defensive line. We agree the defensive line ended up being a disappointment. The Even offense, though they played okay in the Tampa game, funny yeah, enough. I know. If you're going to – like, they had some sacks. Yeah, I mean, the defense had, like, two quarters where yeah. they, they held it together a little bit. Yeah. A lot of drops helped. But, yeah. but the offensive line is an issue. And if they're going to lose Jason Kelsey, you go into next year with the interior of that offensive line. Cam Jurgens question mark if he's at right guard, definitely a question mark if he's at center. Tyler Steen, if he steps in, I think probably internally they are disappointed with what they got from him this year. They had chances to go to him. They didn't go to him. They probably wish he was better they at this point. They went to show yep, yep, exactly. So the interior of that offensive line is a problem. This team, like, as much as we can talk about coaching and play calling, and I hate watching the wide receiver screens too, like, the players on the field let this team down. I think for the blitz, which we've talked about a ton on this show, a problem was, A, the quarterback is not good against the blitz. B, the coaching staff deserves, deserves blame. I don't think we talk enough about the fact that the offensive line, which has Pro Bowl guys, all pro guys, a Hall of Fame coach and Jeff Stoutland. Hall of Fame players. Yeah, Hall of Fame players. 
they struggled to pick up blitzes. Like they, they, they said it repeatedly. You watch it. There, there's miscommunications on stunts. There's miscommunications on where blitzes are coming from. Like the offensive line has to be better too. So when I look at next year, I do think that they need a, like maybe help on offense from a coaching perspective. But what they truly need is either better players or players to play better. Like that's step one on the offense. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. What needs to change? How much needs to change? Look. I think there'll be a lot of people who are still saying, get rid of Nick. We'll take those calls because it still could happen. That's the crazy thing. This is all up in the air right now. This is the last show we'll do together, I'm assuming, without knowing what the hell is happening. I would hope so. You would think that in the next little bit we'll get an idea. So 215-592-949. So another question I've been thinking a lot about with this whole coaching thing is because I still believe, and I think you're, you're in this camp a little bit as well, like, if they come back with Sirianni and Jalen and a lot of the same offensive guys, they rebuild, rebuild the defense. They like they have a chance to to be ser- like serious competitors uh, next year for a, for a title. Do you think? Do you fall in this camp, or I'm curious who out there falls into this camp? Do they need to take a step back to take a step forward? Like, are they, like if if you think Sirianni has to go, and you think Brian Johnson's not the answer, and you think the whole defense needs rebuilt. Are they in a position where maybe they're going to have to accept that next year they are not Super Bowl contenders with the eye on 2025? So I don't, I don't think that's the NFL anymore. Look, we've seen it just here in Philly twice. Again, 2015, Chip Kelly burned this roster to the ground. I remember thinking when Chip got fired that he would be the most hated person in Philadelphia sports history for what he did to my roster, to our roster before he left. And we won the Super Bowl two years later. 2020, the bottom of the barrel, four wins. Doug gets fired eight days after the season. Carson Wentz contract, a disaster. They're in the Super Bowl and almost win it two years later. Like, I just think you can turn it around so but quick that's in this point league from here to here. Look, the Packers are two wins away from the freaking Super Bowl. I mean, they were three and six a few weeks ago. Like, right. I just think that the way the NFL is now, and it's been trending more and more this way, is that there are so few true dominant teams. There are so few great teams that I do think that, you know, if you have a quarterback, I think Jalen, that's when they have to get Jalen back. Yeah. Because if you have a quarterback who compete every year, you're going to have a chance. You're going to have a chance every year, essentially, and you just need to win some of those games and actually get over the top one of those years. Yeah, and so to that point, though, like you figure 2020, they were, you know, they were back in the Super Bowl in 2022, but 2021, they didn't win a playoff game. 2015, they were burned to the ground by Chip. 2017, they win the Super Bowl. 2016, didn't win I just win don't think it's game. as low as it was at no, those no. times yeah, right now. No, I agree with that. Seven, like but this I, is not 2015. This is not 2020, in my opinion. I agree the roster is in better situations because of Jalen. I Just, just think the offense in general. Every, but they have everyone, a lot more offensive yeah. talent than we did at either of those times. To everyone that wants wholesale changes, with those wholesale changes comes with the reality that the next year – like you have to view them as not a Super Bowl, or at least you have to say realistically they are not a Super Bowl contender. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We want to talk to as many of our real ones, as many Go Birds callers as we can to get the temperature of the fan base. Where are you at? What change needs to happen? How much change needs to happen? And where are you at with this Eagles team right now? Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We're going to start out where we do almost every Saturday at this time, but most. Sunday. Uh, you know, no big deal. A, a playoff game day last week or a playoff game show, you know, yeah. Monday night. Where were you, Tom? Hey, yo, fellas. How are you doing today? <laughs> what I'm, up, I'm just happy to hear you healthy hey, and, and yeah, as healthy yeah. and yeah. I, I, You know what? I didn't have a voice last weekend, and I nobody think you knew what was going to happen. You knew what was going to happen, so you just got sick. You were like, I'm yeah, just going to get That'll yeah, be better. Sure. We'll go with that. 
What's on your um, mind, brother? All right, so at the end of the call, I'd like to share my number one sports wish for this year with you guys. But right. let's start at the top here. Okay, Jeffrey Lurie. Um, bad luck being at, what was it, St. Thomas buying the yacht. In my mind, that just speaks to he did not think the Eagles were losing that game. Yeah, he figured he I was halfway to St. Martin. He set up the, the meet. Or a few weeks ago. Or, I think it's yeah. for a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, he didn't expect they'd Thought be they playing might have a in buy that game. Or yeah. They'd be yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. I mean, it's not like setting up to look at a car. You don't cancel looking at a million, multi-million dollar yacht. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't hold that against him. Um, yeah, now, I, I, don't, I don't either. But the optics of it are bad. Like they well, just, they are. They yeah. are. I get it. I know. I know where where he owns the team. But it, I mean, Nick needs to go. In my eyes, I don't. You could pull out numbers, Elliot, and say offense this and top seven that and all. I have eyes. I saw the collapse. It was the worst sports collapse in this city I've ever seen. I'm so, 49. Let me let me say something, Tom, really quick because I've heard this criticism of like my use of numbers a lot. And here here would be my counter to that. Like I agree. When you watch the Eagles like we do every weekend, we watch the game multiple times. Like we talk about it, you know, the six days in between games. Like I agree it was an ugly last month and a half. But what I would say to people that think like the fact they were seventh in the league in points just, you know, isn't indicative of what happened. We don't watch other teams. So like the teams that finished with less points than the Eagles also had long stretches where the offense struggled. Also had stretches where they lost games. So I think your like your point is correct. Like when I think of this offense, I don't think they were the seventh best offense in the league. Like I don't. I, I, well, but I would, I but, would counter. I would counter to that by saying red zone exists. So we watch a lot more of other teams than than right. But my point previously. is. But, but my point is, we follow this team a lot closer. and We're a lot more aware of their warts and the emotion of it than we are with other teams. How ugly was that collapse, Elliot? Come on. It was. I'm not. I'm not saying it wasn't ugly. It was very so, ugly. So what, does, but, so what does Nick do? What, what, what's his number one thing that he does as head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles? What is his best attribute? So I think Nick's best attribute is a. I think he's a great culture setter. B. I do think he has a good offense. I do like his offense has scored a lot of points since he's been here. And for everyone that says Nick does nothing, well then why fire? Like then then how is it his fault that he lost? Like either Nick's the reason they won all those games, and then he's the reason they I don't lost, think which Nick is how he has is to the go. Reason. Well, well, then why do you want to fire him? Why do I want? Because he's not doing anything for me. If he's a leader of men, how did they fall apart the way they fell apart? I just, I, I, I don't know. This is how I feel. It, it just can't, listen, it can't be the players when they win and the coach when they lose, is my point. I, no, I loved Nick earlier in the season. Elliot, I gave Nick credit right. for winning earlier in the season. And everything I loved about him, I now hate about him. You so what did you give him credit for early in the season? Like, if, if you're saying, what Being does he do now? One, but, but then as the warts just got worse and worse and the team fell apart in the locker room, this reeks of twenty seven post-2017. This whole thing reeks of that, except one thing. We just don't have a ring. Yeah, and, but and also, also Tom, but Tom, also, like, and again, I, I've been on the fence with this, but, like, wouldn't you say that, like, He's maybe earned the chance to try and fix it with all the winning that he did and all that he's done. And, like, the first time it falls apart in season at the end of a long run of a two-year run that, like, we just bail on the guy? Yeah, because it's not about what you did. It's about what you can do for me. That's right, the way but, it but should be But he won 27 at. and 29 with Jalen. Why, why do we assume that that can never happen again? Well, James, you and I both say the biggest loss was Shane Steichen. Ah, uh, it's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I, and I know, and that reeks of Frank Reich in 2017. I get that, yeah. but I think in this case, it, it holds more water. Now I, I think will we say, if they do, if they do keep Nick, 
the only way I could see it working is if they go out and props to John Fritz. I got this off of him. You go out, you get coordinators who are fouled head coaches, but good coordinators, so they don't get poached. Uh, a la, I don't know, Cliff Kingsbury. You said one yeah, State or, or, or Brandon friends. Staley or those type right. of guys, no doubt. So they don't get poached. That's the only way it works. And then I'll end with my with my sports wish for the year. I just wish that Jalen Hurts would call up the Philadelphia second rounders and, in specific, uh, Joel Embiid, and just let him know, hey, Joel, it's your turn this year. Have a great weekend, fellas. Uh-huh. Philadelphia yeah. second round. I was not a huge yeah. fan of the, the it, it wasn't our turn team. I know it didn't yeah, bother you as much. He kind of like, doubled down on it. Go a get like, it. Yeah. We talking about turn. Make it your turn, dude. I didn't, Brady, have a, I didn't have Tom, a problem with can that. Can you imagine Tom Brady saying, oh, it wasn't our turn this year? Of course not. Tom Brady thinks it's his turn every year. 215-592-9494. How much change is needed with this team? Are you like Tom? Do you need Nick Sirianni gone? Or are you like Elliot? Are you think it's kind of crazy to get rid of Nick. After I think it would be a shown, mistake. What what yeah. he has shown the first three years here, the amount of winning, give the guy a chance, figure it out. And anything else going on with the birds right now? Again, the, the Jeffrey Lurie thing, does it bother you that he was buying a yacht this week and wasn't back to, to handle this situation? And and what changes need to be made this offseason that are most important to you? 215 It's Go Birds Radio from the beautiful Parks casino and let me tell you philly sports fans love the bet parks app it's the only casino and sportsbook app that we here go birds recommend get in on the action now the bet Parks sportsbook app is the only sportsbook app that we here go birds use new users this is a great deal for you join us right now you download the bet parks app make your first winning ten dollar bet you get 125 dollars in sportsbook bonus back bang it's safe simple and easy to use plus this is the best weekend for betting Pro football playoff action, the best weekend of the year as far as I'm concerned. And we're all going to be watching these games anyway. It's so much more fun when you got some action on them. Saturday, today, 4.30, Baltimore, a nine-point favorite host in Houston. Uh, tonight, 8.15, a big one in San Francisco. They're a nine-point favorite hosting Green Bay. And then tomorrow, Detroit hosting Tampa, a six-and-a-half-point favorite. And then the big one, what a game tomorrow night, Sunday at 6.30, Buffalo, two-and-a-half-point home favorite against Kansas City. We're going to watch them all. You should bet on them. It's just way more fun to watch them that way. The Bet Parks app lets you play all your favorite casino games as well for real money and bet on all your favorite sports, odds, bet slots, and games right in your pocket. Play the hottest online slots right at your fingertips. Join us right now and download the Bet Parks app. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there 
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook. Uh, Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. Elliot Shore Barks, James Seltzer with you. A little who there coming back? A little yeah. who? Who, yeah. Oh, that's who it is. Okay. The who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good stuff right there. Yeah. Uh, are you saying you won't get fooled again, Ben? Is that what you're trying to say with that uh, return? Um, I yeah, that I think song. we got fooled. Do I think he knows that song? Yeah, he played it. I mean, I, there's play- a system he just picks songs. No, no, no. Ben know, picks like- his own songs because okay. right. he knows what he's doing back Okay. There. Fair but, enough. Uh, so, yeah. Well, you know, we probably will get fooled again. That's what we do here. 215-592-9494. Where are you at with this Eagles team? We want to talk to as many Go Birds listeners as we can. The, the, the one thing I, I do think is important is that while I would bring Nick back, and I do think there's benefits of being, bringing Brian Johnson back as well, like – if they do fire Nick, me and you will have a discussion about what do we want a new head coach. And I have to have a play-calling head coach. So the fact that Nick is not that, like I, that is, I think, one reason if you want to move on from him, is that they need to find – they need to make it so their best offensive mind cannot be taken year after year, if that makes sense. Sure, or just don't iron out. I mean, like, again, I know you're running this problem all the time, but I want the best head coach. Like, to me, you just mentioned, too. Like, Tomiko Ryan's Ryan's a freaking awesome head coach. Like, that guy, and I knew at the moment, like, when he was on the team, you knew it. You're like, you talk to that guy, you're like, wow, you got some. Well, but you're one of those. Like, if he loses Bobby Slowick, then he might. But but again, I think he's a good head coach. Mike Vrabel is out there. I think he's a really good head coach. I think he's a leader of men. Look how much losing the coordinator is. I know, it's not ideal, but again, I'm not going to base it strictly on offensive mind because that guy might not be a great head coach. Yeah, but but like so you've been team Nick right for a, a long yeah a long stretch of this, and you think losing Steichen really impacted him. I I get the philosophy. I'm still going to pick the bet the person I believe to be okay. the best head coach, not necessarily just the best offensive mind. Because that guy might not be a great head coach. 
Yeah, but then you're going to find yourself in this situation. You might. Yeah. Keep finding play callers. Go back to what Tom said. Find a find a play caller who's a good play caller who failed as head coach. Take Josh McDaniels as your offensive coordinator or whoever, that type of guy. Like, I'm fine with that. All right, let's go back to the phones. Talk to as many GoBirds listeners as we can. Let's talk to our guy Drew in Westchester. What up, Bob? What's up, folks? I got to say, I missed uh, simpler times a year ago where you guys were eating Pizza Hut and uh, we were just yeah. trolling the Giants. Well, good, so, time, uh, good times. When we were laughing at the Giants, not the other way around. Yeah. Not that the Giants yeah. had anything to laugh at, but. Yes, they 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 still they're they're still awful and they're not winning anything anytime uh, anytime no. soon. Uh, but so uh, I have a point at the end, a question for you guys about defensive coordinator. But starting with the offense, um, I want Nick back. I feel like I'm going to the uh, bottom of the ocean here. I've been on Team Nick the whole time. But uh, Elliot, here's the part where I think we might uh, disagree a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. So Brian Johnson, like I see the numbers you put out. I think I would not be shocked if he goes on to be a very successful coach in the league. But I think my thing is, I w- and I'm not out on Jalen, but I want Jalen Hurts to feel some culpability for this season. I want him to feel like because you did not, because you were not the magic elixir, and because you did not lift other people up, lift other people up. A family friend lost his job in the process. So I, <laughs> I just don't think that's how you make I don't think that's you how you make decisions. Like I get I get your point that you want Jalen to feel to a certain extent the repercussions of this season. I don't and think I that agree means- with that. I think that you know Jalen has to know in order to to internalize it and get better that you know his role in it, but I, yeah, I don't I, think they're gonna fire Brian Johnson no. just to send a message to I, I, I just think like if you want to bring in someone, the reason to fire Brian Johnson is if you think the whole offense needs change. Like that's if the reason you think you he's fire a bad Brian offensive Johnson. coordinator. You yeah. Brian Johnson. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I, I don't think he is a bad offensive coordinator. So, so I, I, that's why I wouldn't fire him. Well, I, I guess I would. I guess I would say I think I think Jalen needs to be made to feel a little uncomfortable, and I don't think Brian. I don't think Brian Johnson is an that's elite possible. enough coach to keep the job. Like. Overall, where I think when you factor both, when you factor both in, I think that is a way to get fresh ideas while also lighting mm-hmm. a fire under Jalen a little bit. Well, yeah. and also the I mean, we don't know the 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 like you know we don't know the actual relationship, but it also could be something where he needs to be coached harder. He needs someone who's not a family friend. He needs someone who's going to go at him well, or to whatever. And, and real quick, I mean, I remember when they hired Brian Johnson. It was. You know, oh, this reminds me a little bit of the Press Taylor yeah, situation. Yeah. It was like, well, Jalen's different, right? Like, Jalen's not Carson. Uh-huh. So, so if we're saying you got to get rid of Brian Johnson, like, what does that say about Jalen? Yeah, well, I think I look at a guy, I mean, it might not be apples to apples, but I look at a guy like, I, you know, like, I think I like Todd Munkin, who, like, came in, I think, took over for Greg Roman and kind of yeah. got, like, Lamar back on track this year. So I, I just feel like, I feel like some fresh ideas could help there and that that does kind of take me to a question i was going to ask you guys on uh defensive coordinator because of how because of kind of you know knowing that if nick's back that he's going to you know be facing a lot of pressure going into next year would you guys be totally opposed to pulling someone from the college ranks because i know they talked to like jesse minter last year maybe ben's guy uh jim leonard i just feel like the college dcs see like a lot of different concepts where they you know they, they can end up going on to be really good in the nfl at times so are you guys open to that or are you like totally you know we need someone with like nfl experience who's True. done the job before great, great calls always 
Um, no, I'm open to it. Now, I do think this this exact situation is a bit unique in where I do think they need someone that has that Experience. they feel confident can yeah. run an entire side I, of and even just like not just coach the team, like set the meeting schedule, like you know have a bunch of positions. Be in charge around. of everything. Exactly. On the now, the but 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 I'm sure there are coaches in the college game that are ready to do that. Uh, that would be there, something so, where you uh, have to Jesse interview Minter's the guy. Awesome. I'm yeah. sure some of these guys are going to be great in in a vacuum. Elliot and I are both open to that. But I agree with Elliot. I think in this specific case, look, you hire the bet who you think is the yeah. best guy for the job. But I think in this specific case, I would personally feel more comfortable. And that's probably where I would. That's where I would lean. Has to. a little experience. But if they hire a great college defense coordinator, I'm not gonna rip it. Like I think there's I'm a lot of merit to it. I'm not gonna be against it right yeah. off the bat. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Monko and talk to Ron. Ronnie. What's up, guys? What, what up, Ron? You gotta listen. Ron. How you How doing, you pal? Trouble in paradise. <laughs> Amen. Did not think yeah, it would get to this point. Like this is this is uh, our boy's fault. It's all his. It's all Elliot's fault. Ooh, I, like, I like this uh, angle of, yeah. of thinking here. Ron normally Slay. is. It, it, he's always got his hands in something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Why? Sure. Why is it my fault? Let's hear it. Well, I'm kidding with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do feel some culpability we, we since I believed in this know, team and they proved me wrong. <laughs> I know I pick on you, Elliot, yeah, but I'm yeah. playing with you. No, I love it. Yeah, you know, yo, you know, this is this is what we're going to have with this, with uh, you know, the owner and his uh, evil assistant. I mean, this is what it's always going to come down to. They, well, you know, they want it. They, Ron, you know, the owner and the evil they, assistant they, they won us the Super Bowl and got us to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. I don't, okay. I don't know if we're going to go. I mean, Howie's okay. done a pretty good job. Look, and and Howie deserves blame for the defense. He deserves blame for the Bradbury contract. Like all that stuff is on him. And Howie did not do a great job this year specifically. But I think right. Howie over the last few years has shown that he he is good at his job. Where I will agree yeah, with okay. you, Ron, but, but let's is it dynamic? Really, I, I don't need you to read me off the, the the goods and bads. I mean, I know them. I live them just like you. Okay, but the the, the point is is that the dynamic. This is what it's going to come down to because the players see a you know a, 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 a coach that has no teeth. Okay, that has no backbone, that has no say. This happened to Doug Peterson. Now, great, Doug won us the Super Bowl, but guess what? Frank Reich and Dee Filippo had everything to do with it, just like this Steichen guy who left us. Yeah, look, Ron, I think every team that wins a Super Bowl gets contributions from their from their coaching staff, right? Like, not very few head coaches win it by themselves. There's a reason Patricia gets job. There's a reason people still want Josh McDaniels. Like, they're viewed as helping Belichick in the, win those Super Bowls. Where I disagree with you, Ron, like, I think your point is correct that – People know Howie is the one that runs the ship down there at the Novacare. But we've done this before. Like, it's a winning formula. Like, they, 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 they have won a Super Bowl this way. They have almost won another Super Bowl this way. Like, it has its downs, well, but yeah, it's a winning but formula. What? I mean, they made, they've won more playoff game. games than any other team except the Patriots since 2000, I okay, believe. Or, how or like, many times do you think, guys, how, can you, how long do you think you can operate a company like this? Okay, because the whole world. A really long see, time. <laughs> oh, a really long time where you can just go and get pluck these these nobodies off trees, okay? They're disposable is what they are. Let's call them what they are. They're disposable coaches. So, okay? Well, it's I cool. mean, look, Ron, I, I get it, and good call, but, like, it worked. I mean, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. Nick Sirianni went to the Super Bowl, like, 
I get it, but they've done a good job of hiring these guys. Andy Reid was a disposable coach, right? He was like a quarterback's coach. Same yeah. idea, and he ended up being, you know, one of the great coaches in the history of the, of the so sport. Where, where I do think there is an argument for Howie being ahead of Nick in the blame game for this season is if, if it was Howie and Jeffrey that put in Patricia, I think they're probably still playing today if Desai is the coach. I think that was the single worst yeah. decision that and then, happened And that's this on season. Howie, right? That, so, I, I, if, I, if I think there's almost no it, chance they let Nick make that decision. Right, so... So that is one area where I definitely think, like, if Jeffrey's sitting there, and Jeffrey knows, like, Jeffrey knows who's they, true that's decision the thing. it that, was. When we're talking about all this, that's the thing is they have so much more information that we're, we're right. inferring so many things about Even relationships though he's at St. and Martin's, this and that. He knows, he knows quite a he bit. He knows quite a bit. Yeah. Let's go to Tennessee and talk to our guy Justin. What up, feller? Hey, what's happening, fellers? How y'all doing? I'm just sitting here waiting my turn. Well, you, know, you don't ever have to wait long, I- man. You know we got you. Well, I I know I don't have to wait long. It's just a little jab in on Jalen Wake, his turn, you know. (laughs) Oh, yes, yes. Good good one. I missed that. that. Yeah, that really irked me. I know, Elliot, you said it didn't bother you, but, man, it it really ticked me off. And then it was like you doubled down on it and said it again. That really ticked me off to no end. I I guess. uh, I mean, I I guess, but I don't know. Do do we think Jalen doesn't care about winning? Like, is that what it's – like, I get it was a bad quote, but – I think Jalen's proven, you know, that he very, very cares. Uh, he cares a lot about winning. Like Jalen, we, me and James have talked about, it, is one of the like most, you know, steadfast guys at his age that we've ever seen. So I, I think his his priorities are in the right place. I think it was just a bad quote. It, yeah, it was just a bad quote. But I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just everything. Just the whole season going from ten and one to yeah. finishing the way we did, and then that quote. I mean. That, you, I don't know. Everybody likes comparing him to, to Michael Jordan and Kobe and stuff like that. Man, Kobe or Jordan ain't never going to say, "Well, it just wasn't my turn." You know, I guess maybe next. I'd be year, curious to say if they to see if they never said that. They would never say. Kobe, that. I don't know. I'm sure kidding? that Michael Jordan thought every time was his turn. That's Michael the point Jordan, of those guys. Every yeah. year is my turn. But I'm sure there's yeah. times Jordan says something to the season. Like, they don't hey. think that. That's not the way they think. They think, all right, now let's go get the next one. Like that's okay. it. And know? I'm sure that's what Jalen thinks. I think it was like, just that's a bad why Brady quote. when they would always ask him, "What's your favorite championship?" Every single time, what was his answer? The next one. Yeah, and the I'm sure that's what Jalen yeah. would say if they win the Super Bowl. Well, he's got to win the yeah, first he one. He does, for sure. <laughs> well, also, uh, the thing about Nick, man, I I hate to sit here and call for a guy's job that who's, he's only been a head coach three years, made the playoffs all three years, made the Super Bowl in his second year, and started out the third year 10-1, and one, but then that collapsed. Man. You would think if he's, if he's like the leader of men and all this because he's – not really the offensive coordinator. He's not the play caller. He would have been able to, like, I wouldn't say stop the bleeding, but slow it down a little bit. Like, it was a monumental slide and that, that we've never seen as Eagle fans. Let me like, throw you a counter, you know? though. Like, what if it's also that this team just wasn't that good? What if this is like a 7-10 and 10 team that they got to 10 wins and the team that we saw the second half of the season was really a lot more? The, the, like, I, I'm, I, I'm not saying I necessarily believe that. I'm just saying you can spin these things around different ways and, and you, package it how you want to. You know what I mean? You really can. And, and that's, why, that's why at this time I would say, yes, give him the benefit of the doubt. But when you all were talking about defense coordinators and, like, getting coordinators that, you know, you would think wouldn't be poached, that guys that are just content – being an offensive coordinator, being a defensive coordinator, I would like to throw Leslie Frazier's name out there. Sure, I think he would Absolutely. be great. He's a veteran coach. He's a, he's you know he he had ties some time to the city, Minnesota. You know. Yeah, I, I think I think Leslie Frazier would be a name I would like to 
bring up and get in there. And the Jim Leonard guy as well, the guy from Wisconsin. So yeah, anyway, yeah. I, I think I think there's going to be some big changes on that defense. But uh, let's let's start the movement now. Uh, we're all hot for trot at some point in time. <laughs> bring bring Axman bring Axman Junior to Philly. But uh, I'm going to get out there and keep listening. I love y'all. I mean it, boys. Oh, we My love man. you too, buddy. Yeah, that, um, that tr- hot for trot, baby. So rewatching that game, and it was apparent live, but especially rewatching it, like I wonder if Howie's going to overcorrect the linebacker because Levante David wrecked this offense. Yeah. He made play after play after play, and Howie, we've always talked about this is one for overcorrecting. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know if it'll be Trot or Junior, but I do think you will see them by the time training camp opens. They will either invest a big asset or a big contract into a well, linebacker. Well, and look the league changes that's the thing is just because this was a philosophy doesn't mean for a while doesn't mean that when the game is played differently that yeah. linebackers can't be more valuable like they might be more valuable in the way the game is played now 215-592-9494 and we'll continue to take your calls plus coming up a little bit later we'll look ahead to this weekend's action make some picks for those games and a whole lot more it's go birds radio be right back passion drive and patience What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app, coming from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino. No better place to spend a Saturday hanging out, watching some sports, winning some shekels, Elliot Shore Parks. It's all we do. Coming up next hour, we're going to uh, give you our picks. Yes. For this weekend's games. Uh, I, I think I actually beat you by two games last week. You did. I'm yeah. still beating you by six on you the are. season, yeah. though. So it was yeah. a, well, I mean, six. That was a flex there that was probably uh, yeah. unwarranted. Yeah. Well, the yeah. playoffs, as we all know, is when it matters. Yes, you're yeah. right. You're so, right. It's a yeah, put up yeah. a shot up Turn time. it around. You were 0-0 <laughs> heading, into the, heading into the playoffs. All right, Brandon Graham. Thank yeah. you for that. 215-592-9494. Let's continue rolling on the phone. Trying to get to as many of our cars as we can. Let's go to Ocean City and talk to Chris. Christopher. Yeah, what's going on, fellas? What up, Chris? Good to hear from you, my man. <sighs> okay. I, have so much <laughs> I felt that right there. You buddy. sound excited. <laughs> I felt that sigh in a big way, pal. 
So, first off, I am in the camp of I'm furious with Lurie right now. I Thank think you. for yeah, him I'm with you. to it is so tone deaf and out of touch with where the rest of your fan base is. So with somebody like with multiple degrees who can barely afford a one bedroom apartment while trying to like teach the kids that you've all failed to raise, the fact that the owner who has just overseen the most historic collapse in the NFL finds it appropriate to go gallivant down in the Bahamas and buy some obnoxious, ostentatious multi million dollar vessel while the rest of us are miserable, waiting for him to have the meetings that he's obligated to have as an owner and to give us a decision so that we can begin to move forward, not yeah. just mentally, Preach. but emotionally. Preach, Chris. Preach. Shameful. I just think this shows that, I agree. That, like, it's just more than anything, I like. I just thought he was smarter than this. Like, it's so, well, it's so dumb. It is so dumb. This just shows this. that the rope that we think these people have, like, is never that long. Like, like Je- Jeffrey Lurie has been the best owner. I'm in the not state. out on Jeffrey. No, I know you're not. This, he deserves criticism. Decision, he yeah. should get ripped for. Yeah, but I agree it was not a smart move to go down there. I don't think this is, like, an indication that he's not as, as upset as everybody else or anything like that. I think it was a bad decision, but I don't think this means it, it, uh, he's, like, less invested than he, than he should be. Well, for me, it strikes a nerve because it seems in line with what a lot of the response has been from the team and from a lot of the media members, yourself included, Elliot, that this collapse was somehow not a big deal. And people are trying to be like, oh, well, it's the first sign of adversity. That's like someone saying, oh, I've never been in an accident before. I should be able to drive again. Well, it matters if it's a fender bender or if you careened into the Thanksgiving Day parade and <laughs> murdered like 30 people. You know what I mean? Like, well, the murder part for sure. Yes, yes, I, I wasn't really with you on that analogy. Yes, some angle on it, but I, I get your point. Your yeah. point holds. Yeah, m- m- maybe a, a little strong, but I'm just Probably. trying to drive the point home. I'm just trying to drive the point home. And for me, it's one of those things that's like, there's only 32 NFL head coach positions in the league. If you oversee that type of collapse and you seemingly are unable to adjust your offense and account for easy things that middle schoolers can do, like blitz pickup, I don't believe you deserve to be the head coach anymore. And what do you think about Jalen deserving his job next year? I think he absolutely deserves his job. So next why would Jalen deserve his job but not Nick? Like well, Jalen oversaw the greatest collapse as well. Jalen had struggle with the blitzes. Is it just his contract? You, are, are you going to let me answer? I My bad. Sorry. You, yeah, I will give you one concrete reason. So one nugget that came out in one of those mixed hit pieces last week was that Jalen doesn't agree with the offense and believes they need to utilize short and intermediate passing routes over the middle that play to the strengths of people like AJ Brown, which. Ding, ding, ding. That's what we've been saying all year. So if he is saying that and it's being reported, I have more faith in him to write the ship and correct it than I do so, in the coach. Good call, Chris. Yeah, good call. Sorry. So I'll, I'll push back on that. If you look at how A.J. Brown was used this year versus last year, he has almost the exact same amount of targets over the middle as he did last year. If you look at where Jalen throws the ball, it is almost exactly well, no, the same. In the middle of the field, they did not use nearly as much this year. Those numbers, it, those numbers, dude, Tim McManus in his piece put it out there. They threw to the middle, in between the hash marks, 5.6% of the time this year. It was by far the lowest in the league, and it was significantly lower than last year. So they definitely did not do the same thing. So I don't think... 5.6%. Yeah. That's 34... I looked it up. That Between the hash marks is 34% of the football field. It is over a third of the football field, and they threw between the hash marks 
five percent of the time, like that's I mean, almost I, impossible. I, I have the stats. Jalen threw over the middle of the field almost the same exact amount of times this year as he did last year. N- not, not according to the Tim McManus piece. Uh, so I don't. So I, you're right. The Tim McManus piece did speak to how little they use it this year. I do think you're maybe misremembering him comparing it to last year, or maybe I It was am, just more than 5.6%. It's not like they were a uh, use the middle of the field a ton type of team last year, but it was more than 5.6%. I, I really don't think it was. They, they did not utilize the middle of the field much last year either. Not, they just didn't. No, they're not a middle of the field team, but today, it was it, uh, unbelievable at 5.6% this year. Let's keep the phones rolling. Let's go to Richmond and talk to our guy Justin. What up, Justin? Justin! Yo, what's going oh, on, friends? What Good up, afternoon. Justin? Hey, buddy. I yeah, I was like, what is uh, what is going on? I heard the intro, I didn't hear the click, so my bad, boys. No worries, brother. What's on your mind today? Um, yeah, so I think I I am in the boat of I would not fire Sirianni. I I think like if any if anybody looked at it from the outside perspective, and I understand that this year was a colossal collapse. Uh, there are a lot of things that went really wrong. Um, but if anybody said, oh, yeah, you know, the head coach in his first three years goes to the playoffs the, his first three years and goes to the Super Bowl in the middle season, like, we don't, we don't laugh at them. Like, if any other organization did this, we'd be like, what are they thinking? I, I agree. Um, now, we're closer to it, so I think, like, we have a more informed opinion as opposed to being on the outside. But I 100% agree. Like, th- this is probably the only market where Nick is on the hot seat. Like maybe maybe yeah. Boston, or but I I think this is the only city where there's talks of firing Nick. Yeah, because I think you know while we're closer to it to watch it, we're also just closer to it emotionally. Like we know mm-hmm. how much it hurt to watch this team be ten and one, and then to get blown out by a Tampa team that we, quite frankly, played very well against earlier this year. So. Um, you know, I, I think for me, the biggest change that, that has to happen is on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I wouldn't even know, know I, if I would consider could, it change. Like, it, it obviously is. But overhaul. Like, yeah, like Patricia's not coming back. Desai's not coming back. So it, it, I don't think there's a decision to be made there. They're going to have a complete overhaul uh, no matter what. Well, yeah, and I, and I think that needs to happen. And I'll, and I'll be honest, Brian Johnson, I'm kind of like, take it or leave it, because what are you going to do? Go get somebody else who now it's their first time calling plays? Like, unless you can get a Brandon Staley or a, uh, keep me away from Cliff Kingsbury. I don't want anything to I do agree. with that. I don't want Cliff. Um, but, you know, if, if you can get me a Brandon Staley, maybe. Um, maybe. I mean, he couldn't do anything with Justin Herbert. So, um, well, he's also you know, a defensive I, I just, head coach. He's a defensive guy. He's not offensive. Oh, is he? I thought he was yeah, an offensive yeah, yeah. guy. He's That's no, Staley was the, the McVay's defensive coordinator. But his defense was, was terrible with the Chargers, for what it's worth. Yeah, so, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, there, there, goes, there goes my point. But um, no, I, would, I, would keep, I would keep Brian. Um, you know, I think if, again, unless you're getting somebody that's called plays before, you're going to run into the same issue um, where somebody's got to get their ropes and learn the ropes of calling plays. But defensively, I agree with what everybody else said. I would probably, uh, to Drew's point, I would probably lean a little bit more towards somebody that's done it before. I mean, Wink Martindale's top of my list, and it, it's not close. Um, but, you know, if we needed to get a, a hot defensive guy from, from college, I'd be okay with that, too. Justin, great call. And, yeah, look, I, I think, uh, you know, again, it's crazy that we're sitting here. at It's almost 2 o'clock on, on Saturday, and we still don't know for sure what is happening with Nick. Yeah. You know, the, it is, it's pretty wild. I don't think there's anyone, when we're all sitting there Tuesday morning, you know, how everyone felt, and obviously I'm, you know, Tuesday morning, I think probably most people wanted Nick fired at that point. I think some people have cooled off, whatever. But it is crazy to think, you know, Tuesday morning, if I had said to you, 
hey, we're going to be doing our show. We're going to be halfway through our show on Saturday and not know what the deal is with Nick. We would have been like, no way. No way. Yeah, even though we just lived through it with Doug. Well, I know, but yeah. that seems so no, ridiculous. I, I agree, it was like, yeah. how did that happen again? So it is it is wild, but I, I do think, you know, whatever happens, the, the defensive side of the football is going to be completely You ready different. for this tease? Ooh. I have the stats I was talking about over the middle of the field. Oh, good. You like that? I know you're excited to hear You them, didn't so. tease that very well. Well, how else would Coming you up next. Well, that's, you know, like, yeah, do some exactly. sort of like tease. Well, I didn't want to take your job there. You know, what like, were they? Yeah. You'll find out you next. You know, like it's called a tease. No, I know how to say like, it, but. Hey, guys, I got that thing. Yeah. I mean, look, if I, if I was going to the break, yeah. that's how I would have said it. You want to go to the break? You want to do it? Nah, I'm too nervous. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> All right, 215-592-9494. We got a full hour to go. We want to get to as many calls as we can. I see a lot of the calls on the line. Awesome callers waiting for us. We can't wait to talk to you. Uh, we're going to run calls next. Also, coming up next, we're going to make our picks. What will those picks be? There it is. You'll find out next. Let's go, Birds Radio. Philly sports fans love the Bet Parks app because it's the only casino and sportsbook app that I recommend, and you can get in on the action right now. The Bet Parks sportsbook app is the only sportsbook app that I use. So, new users, join me now. Download the Bet Parks app, make your first winning $10 bet, and get $125 in sportsbook. Sportsbook bonus back. It's safe, it's simple, and it's easy to use. And it's a great weekend to use it. So let's look at some of the lines for these pro football playoffs this weekend. Saturday at 4.30, Baltimore, a nine-point home favorite, hosting Houston. I think Houston might cover that one. Saturday tonight, 8.15 p.m., San Fran, nine-and-a-half-point favorite, hosting Green Bay. Green Bay money line might be the bet there. Sunday, 3 o'clock, Detroit's a six-and-a-half point favorite hosting Tampa. And then Sunday, the game of the weekend, Buffalo is a two-and-a-half point favorite hosting defending champion Kansas City. The Bet Park app lets you play all your favorite casino games for real money and bet on all your favorite sports. Odds, bets, slots, and games right in your pocket. Play the hottest online slots right at your fingertips. Join me now and download the Bet Parks app. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.